Episode five, I think. Yep, episode five. We made it to five. Half, um, half ten. I've got a giant beard, a giant studio beard, and we have a guest in the room today. Hello. That's Mr. TB. Thanks TB. for having me. Yeah, to give us a little intro, a little bit of background on I on the am, man. Uh, I'm half of Calyx and TB currently. Um, have been solely since 2012, I think, when we decided to take two solo careers and turn it into a duo because we were great friends and um, worked really well in the studio. Shout out to Larry, Calix. Big shout out to Larry, the the silky voice. You're, uh, you're also probably the uh, most English-sounding Norwegian man on the planet. Yeah, I've heard that a few times over the years. I think I even said to Paul when we met you in Perth all those years ago, I was like, he's not Norwegian. You know, there's actually a good story to that too. Yeah. Because um, I came... When uh, I first, how, how long have you been in uh, in the UK now? I've been in the UK. I've only lived here for, for five and a half years. <laughs> but I went to a language course shortly after I had my music rejected. Um, like a couple of pretty big names in the UK scene wouldn't accept my dat. Those bastards. You know. Is, just, this, is, this, a, is this a label? An unmentioned no, label? No, this or? was actually in a club okay. trying to hand a DJ my dat over the booth. Right. And there was like, you're not from the UK and just turned their back on me. Wow. And I was like, I was heartbroken. Just because you went from the UK, they, they weren't well, willing the, to accept the, the tune. It, you know, it could have been a number of reasons, but that's what I got right yeah. there. It's like, you're not from the UK. And he just turned around. Fucking hell. Um, so I went to Hastings got my parents to send me to Hastings for a language course got a haircut same DJ took my dad holy <laughs> shit wow <laughs> so that's how it all started so he, really. he thought it was someone different completely when you when you saw him yeah yeah no he obviously didn't recognise you were like alright geese take me tape yeah. like, that, like that person is also like you know a dear friend today ah. so so you know <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention yeah. no. no absolutely not I, I had the same thing once when I was like 14 and trying to submit uh, a, a, a Gabba demo to this <laughs> to this Australian label called Bloody Fist and I called them up being 14 like I've got this um, pretty good tune like will you be willing to accept it <laughs> and they said like oh, sorry mate unless you're from Newcastle Australia we're not taking the fucking we're not taking any, any tunes oh unless my you God. grew up in the like the tiniest town in on the, the tiniest fucking east town coast. on the east coast god damn it that's some admirable bogan that's next level bogan so yeah we're signed to we um obviously i had i set up my own label subtitles in 99 which um was going steady up until sort of you know the 2009 um yeah, for various reasons we signed to we signed to round records as a duo and i had to to take um the front seat, so the label was, it's just sleeping at the moment, but I'm definitely bringing it back next year. Yeah, Paul loved subtitles. He I know, he keeps going on about yeah, Every release. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's great. That's great. Thanks, Paul. Big shout out to Paul. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's me and, yeah, that's it. Did Calix start doing vocals straight away on uh, Calix TV stuff, or did well, it take a while? Well, we had a nightmare with multiple singers. Um, right. And Larry, you know, he's always joking around. When we're in the studio sort of you know when you're beyond tired but he was always singing and it was joke lyrics like horrendous profanities uh, but, but I was like man you know he, he holds his nose he was always on the pitch and like one day I was like literally Larry why don't you just do it yeah so like when we did um, when we did what, what was what's been one of our biggest singles which was Elevate This Sound um, that's actually him singing about overcoming his fear of, of going into the studio and singing and, and cool. he absolutely smashed it and 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 I, I also remember because because he did that by himself and sent it to me and, and he was so nervous and um and the next time when we did another track called hurting i was in the studio with him um 
No, it was not hurting. It was a day that never comes. And he had to drink like half a bottle of whiskey in order to be able to <laughs> sing in front of me. Yeah. So I was behind him when he was belting it out and I wasn't allowed to laugh and I wasn't allowed to say anything. I Don't look at me. rolling on yeah. the floor Cause laughing. Because he's actually like a, a classically trained yes. uh, jazz, like jazz sort of based uh, he, musician. Yeah, he was, he was a, he's a classically trained jazz guitarist. And right. he was, I think he was touring with some, some pretty amazing amazing artists I, I don't know enough about that actually i'm gonna ask him next time um but um yeah so he is classically trained but it's like you know the jazz scene you can't really it, yeah. if you're big in a jazz scene you're playing at a pub for for like a yeah. hundred people for yeah. like drinks what's that, what's that one in ronnie scott's i went there once right that's, that, the that's not the, that's not the camden one is it I no i think this one's in soho right but it was full full jazz you know. Oh right! Oh, yeah. All the I, way I, jazz. I don't mind a bit of jazz, to be honest with you. But um, I, like some, I like some of it. Yeah, yeah, I like I like some of it. It's it's I, 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 it sounds a bit dissonant to me, but but ultimately there's there's some great feeling in it. Yeah. Um, when it's improvised jazz, it does it gets a bit too jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, since since that we've we've kind of just as a duo as well. That means we have something, you yeah. Know, that 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 sort of makes us stand out a bit, so, uh, which, so which is also why he hasn't featured on on that many things, and that's his own choice. He he wanted to keep that integral to our brand, and it's because it's it's such a huge part. Of, well, it has become such a huge part of our sound. Well, you, you know what? That was, that was originally my thing as well. Is that if you're yeah. doing tracks that you need a vocal for, mm. it's and you can do it yourself mm. instead of calling like a session music or something and you're singing scratch ideas and shit eventually you're just like well fuck it why, yeah. don't, why doesn't that just be the yeah. vocal that I exactly. use Absol absolutely you know, same thing so which one was the one that Larry did first it was Elevate This Sound do that was the first one yeah yeah we, we, pull that we have it here we've actually got that here alright this is uh, Elevate This Sound by Calyx and TV Elevate this sound. 
Elevate the sound by TB, who's right here, That's uh, and Calix. Love that. Yes, thanks. Yeah, that was um, that was sort of the first track that Larry sang on, and and uh, you know, as the lyrics reflect, that's about. Overcoming. He's got such a he's got such a fucking unique voice. Is it is it bass range or is it baritone? I don't even know. I, I don't know whether probably it's bass, just silky. Let's just call it. A, I just call it creamy. It's, it's creamy. It's creamy silk. It's creamy silk. <laughs> Do you know what? I was just something just occurred to me as well as we we owe we owe a debt of gratitude to you uh, for early inspiration in our career. I remember when we we just first made our first track. Oh, I said it sh- was the best you'd ever make. Yeah, you said, uh, "Well, how, yeah. you gonna, how are you going to follow that up?" I remember that. That was a hotel room in Perth. And so we went. We went. We we'll go. Well, fucking show you, mate. 
I forgot, Great. I forgot about that. <laughs> I do remember that. That was, um, you guys had just, that was a vault. And then yeah. what you came with after that was another planet. And that was like, okay. So they're not messing up. <laughs> I still don't know why people liked Vault. It's fucking like, it wasn't even finished, man. I had so much to do. And that track got like mastered from the MP3 and then released on vinyl. Well, that's how it was then. But, you know, like, I, I guess, you know, like you guys kind of changed the way we perceived how a mixdown should sound and I guess Vault was sort of a start of that in a sense I don't know uh, the only thing I can think was that it was by accident just from listening to rock and fucking having like skills from mixing rock tracks down right that's, that's the only thing I can think yeah, of yeah a, right. a big snare just sounded right to us yeah. whereas I think in a lot of other drum and bass it was small snares small snares like big 808s <laughs> yeah. that, that's sort of what it changed but it was it was it was just like we entered an age of a much sort of fuller you know accurate mix it was less sloppy you know what though occasionally I do try to get those sort of old uh, mid-range drum and bass snares I can't get them fucking right right like that, they always sound easier than they are to get right yeah I, I mean and also there's only so you know for that authentic sound you kind of have to dig and, and go through the old breaks and yeah. go, through, go through zip drives I know and, and it's like you know I've got my folder but every time I try and use one of those old snares it always ends up like a thin layer yeah, because because in this day and age you just can't get it right. But I still love using you know shuffles and and little ghosts and stuff from from classic breaks. I think that's a nice way to to, to give a nod to the retro, retro while still having a good mix down. I'm still trying to learn how to use shuffles and shit correctly. It's uh, God, I don't know. I'm from the world of fucking sixteens all the time on the grid, nothing else. Fucking... Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, everything's a bit loose at the moment, which is a, which is actually well, not everything, but a lot of producers are doing very loose stuff, yeah. like like Matthews is instant and also noisier like like the grooves are, are really really loose and I think, it, I think unless you have that it almost sounds a bit dated now you know i, I agree there's got to be rigid, a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah yeah same with same with dlr and all the bristol boys it's all a little bit like like looser and i, I welcome that because for a while there especially with the with the neuro stuff it just sounded like a bunch of mechanical white kids because well, a lot yeah, of a lot, lot of hip-hop's like that as well is because they a lot of the beats will be played in by someone using an npc yeah it's like, all the Nep- it's like all the neptunes tunes you know, that's just Chad just hitting the pad and okay, it's loose as as as, as yeah. all hell, yeah. but it works. It gets feel. Yeah, exactly. And and I think to a certain extent I, I like to place my snares on the grid. Yeah. You know, at least if it's a two step, but I'll, I'll sort of like create the swing in between. Um, if if those are off the grid, I feel a little bit lost. Yeah. Still to this day, I got I gotta admit. All right. Um, I guess we should try news. Same way, we got a little bit of news that we uh, that we got right here. Let me find the fucking button. Wow! Super important news. <laughs> first, first bit of super important news wow. is uh, apparently Deb Mouse has been in a bit of trouble. Uh, Oh yeah, old, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Friend oh, yeah, and I saw that. occasional collaborator, uh, where he had trouble after he uh, reacted to this track. Let me skip it forward a little bit. And uh, apparently uh, mentioned that he said it was uh, autistic shit and uh, something else. I mean, to be to be fair, when he did say it, to be fair, to Mouse, he didn't know that that. Um, well, he didn't know who it was by. Uh, so I mean, you know, I mean this this kind of slides into the something we were talking about earlier is mm. is political correctness and and you know the, your ability to be able to say something 
but you know, with, without ramifications, is completely gone. It's the internet is now judge and jury, um, and there's been multiple instances of that over the last year where <clears throat> things have just gotten completely out of hand. Well, one thing you said on Twitter the other day, which I which I copy pasted into my notes, uh, you said it is now the new normal that people can't say what they mean in terror of being misunderstood and um, and misinterpreted. Uh, that is exactly what the people in charge want, and. Uh, is to have the people keep each other in check with petty shit, which is kind of true. It's totally true. And, it, you know, you can only look look to America. What did Trump say the other day, that you, the protests should be illegal? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, sort of, that's the latest that's, that's come out of that horse's mouth. Um, but, but, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm terrified. It's like literally thinking about stuff that, that me and Larry in particular, you know, joked about. Or joked yeah, this, with, is, this with, is exactly what we've had yeah, this conversation three, three about years this, ago, with and this it's podcast. Like you, you can't be yourself. Like, you're literally on edge because because of the way things things are at the moment. I think it's gone way too far. Oh, yeah. But in, but in retrospect, do you think that that's a, a massive faux pas on his part? Because it turned out that the guy that made that track was autistic or at least on the spectrum i think oh. he admitted so, so he's and, gone and said that and, and his his whole his whole uh, slushy was the guy who made that track yeah, which, yeah. which to be honest i'm not a fan of but i mean i wouldn't have said what joel said uh maybe i would have said it in private well, you know, well to, to, to be honest to critique music it's such for me yeah you cannot discuss taste like someone's trash yeah. is going to be someone else's trash no, the only sure. thing i will comment on is on the production you yeah. know if if i understand you can tell if something's well made or not so i'll comment on that but and, and i will tell you what my taste is but that doesn't mean that that's how the tune is yeah like yeah. that's not a tune i would enjoy no neither. but but for those who do go ahead but but sure. if, if i wanted to say that that tune is absolute dog shit then that's my that's my right for sure you know, and I don't think I should get in trouble for it. I think I don't know. It's uh, I mean, his his the guy who made it, uh, Slushy. His whole thing behind it was uh, he was saying, look, I am autistic. Like yeah. I've been diagnosed from a young age. It's and been sort of bullied for it at school. Mm. Uh, and I've always looked up to Dead Mouse. Like he's mm. been like a personal hero of mine. I've fucking really enjoyed his tracks. And to have someone that I look up to come and say that sort of shit. About it's my crushing yeah. is kind of soul crushing, and it was kind of like it, it was. A I know, bit but it, that was the, it for me. It all sounds like a big series of unfortunate events. Yeah, you know, like the blown up. But yeah, of course, you know, you got you got to watch what you say. But but ultimately, and I'm sure he could have worded it differently. Yeah. But 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 ultimately. <sighs> Oh, I mean, at what end? Uh, yeah. You know, when yeah. when when are we going to say enough is enough and and actually start living a little bit instead of like always being fearful for that you said something in an interview or mentioned something to someone that could have been taken the wrong way? There's been multiple times I've been on the train home or on a plane home. I've had a great night out. We've been at a show and we've had loads of conversations in the back room and it's been pretty loose. People have been drunk and whatnot, and I'm like. Hang on a minute. What did I speak to with that guy? Oh shit! I said that, and I said that. Oh my god! That's not yeah, gonna I... Is that going to come back to haunt me? I got to call this guy. I got to call that guy and explain in case something happens. I don't want to. I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think I think as long as it's not on the internet, yeah, you know, you're generally okay. I mean, like some guy saying, you know what TV said to me at this button, like who yeah, gives that, a yeah, shit? Ex exactly. But there's always someone with their phone shooting a little video, or like now there you know, is, yeah. like oh, so suddenly you're in someone's Instagram story and you weren't even aware of it, you know. Didn't sign a release for that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, that that did make us nervous going into a podcast. It's like, well, now we're in an era where just saying the wrong thing overnight can just 
decimate your career. Like it's it's over. But you know, it's kind of to the point. I mean, Dead Mouse does a lot of live streaming. He produces live, with yeah, like yeah, with his cameras on him, saying whatever he wants to fans and stuff. But I'm kind of at the point where I think that maybe people should stop live streaming unless they're very careful about what they're saying. Yeah, but don't you think that's really sad? I do. But I don't know any kind of other alternative. No, not, not with the way the climate is currently. But I think, did you watch the new Joe Rogan on, on Netflix? Which, uh, I haven't seen the latest. Oh, the, the, la- the latest one. The stand-up one. Yeah, because the, these are the issues he's talking about. It's right. about, you know, how men are discriminated, for instance. Like, it's a really, really good podcast, and he nails it at large, you know. for right. no, I'm not going to go into a long long monologue about about it but if you if you are interested in in a, a slightly different view and, and how ridiculous everything's going watch that Joe Rogan thing and, and you will have a little chuckle I think I don't, yeah what was his point that it was like just men that's got to, that have to watch what they're saying because I think you've you've had some sort of women that have been on the brute force of this stuff as well you know like that oh absolutely I mean that? I'm not saying it's, it's just men I'm so, but I'm saying like it's been more men than yeah. than, than women. Well, you know, what you know. I do remember is is there was some there was some woman uh, that was flying to South Africa, I think, and she made a little joke about um, not saying whether it was right or wrong, but she made a little joke about okay, well I'm heading to South Africa. Uh, hope I don't get AIDS or some shit like that. Like it was fairly off key, but yeah. whatever. She, I mean, she had sort of a few hundred followers. Mm. So she was on a plane, obviously, without internet access. And by the time she landed, this thing had been retweeted around the world and <sighs> gathering steam. People calling for her head. And she landed and basically checked her phone with everyone being like, yeah, you, should right. fucking, you should have a look online because oh. that thing is oh. fucking getting traction. Wow. <laughs> was, she got in fucking hot water for that. that yeah, was, th- uh, that's the thing about, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of terrifying, man. It's kind of the stuff of your worst nightmare. Imagine the same thing. But, but, but you know, it's also because of technology and, and because of, of the evolution we've had, especially with social media, like we're treading waters we've never been in before. Yeah, like yeah. these are scenarios and like all of a sudden everyone has an opinion and everyone feels they're entitled to an opinion. In my opinion, not everyone is entitled to an opinion. <laughs> I agree, you I know? agree. Uh, so, so, but that's the problem. You can't say that to someone. No. Um, well, I think, I think everyone's, everyone's entitled to opinion. Of course. But that doesn't mean... I was putting it on a knife edge. I and, think you know, everyone... That doesn't mean everyone has to listen to it. No, of course not. You know what I mean? And some people are... I I think that will be the thing because there's so much white noise these days all around us. I think the next (laughs) evolutionary step in humans will be filtering out all this all the white noise that's around because I just don't see how it could stop. It can't stop. If the internet exists and social media exists, there will always be comment and commentary. So you think it's like a problem that's just going to get worse? No, I I think it's going to stay the same, but we'll probably develop the abilities to try and ignore it more. To the point where maybe then it becomes something that people will just stop doing because it's just it getting ignored. Because if, if it's getting a rise out of people, like trolls, for example, like they, they do it because it's, to them it's hilarious and they get a rise. I mean, the, the only way I can see it being better, because I think of, of growing up, if, if social media was around when I was a teenager... We I were mean, saying this, yeah. I mean, that would, that would literally... I mean, I would, 
I've got, I'm anxious enough as it is today. Yeah. If, if I had to live through that, I'd be a wrecked ball of angst uh, laying in the corner of the same. studio. It's like, I can't, I can't even imagine what it's like for kids to grow up. And I mean, well, I, imagine all the hormones and shit exactly. flying around. And <laughs> exactly. then that shit is recorded on the internet forever. Mm. And mm. you're fucking, you have access to, <laughs> to say all that embarrassing it, shit. It was really sad. Like I've got a little niece and she's, she's only just turned 13, but she, I guess she was 11 or 12 at the time. Mm. And we we're at my brother's wedding in Thailand and she was taking pictures by the pool of the scenery around her and I, she was getting she was getting visibly frustrated and I walked up to her and said what's you know what's wrong she's like I can't get these pictures right I'm like what for, what are they for she's like oh for my Instagram and I said well, why do they need to be wow. on Instagram she goes well if it doesn't get enough likes people will make fun of me Oh my! Oh, Do you know what I mean? He's really gotten to see that's that's like my biggest fear. Obviously, being a father myself is. <clears throat> I I honestly think well, I've been toying with with actually just restricting access to both Facebook and Instagram yeah. and stuff until he's old enough to to, to, to make a yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That's a that's a that's a good that's a good point that I haven't really thought of not having kids myself but like wh- when do you decide is the right age for them to sort of have access because again you don't want them to be the kid at school that doesn't have the, the equipment that, no but I'm, I mean I, I think if if you do your job as a parent uh, obviously that kid's going to have um, a mind of his own at one point but mm. if, if, if it's a sensible kid um, who, who who behaves well I mean the, it, it's a bit like my life philosophy it's like if you don't harm anyone and you don't, you know, try and make someone upset and you treat everyone with respect, you can do whatever the F you want. Yeah. And that's how I want to live my life. You can swear on here, man. We're cool. With it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, so, and, and that's sort of like, you know, like obviously being a, being a dad has his challenges, but, yeah. but, um, but with my, with my son, I mean, if I can get him in that frame of thought, that then kind of my job is done because you don't want to limit your kid and you no. don't want to be one of those parents who who always you know makes all the rules and and treated like you know like a that fucking causes, military that causes project. rebellion doesn't it do, do you think totally. do you think maybe it's the thing where i mean cuz obviously we grew up with uh sort of different technology and different things were new uh you yeah. know at the time so do yeah. you think it's the thing where maybe them growing up with social media and this technology will cause them to be sort of savvy with it and sort of know the landscape they're growing up in. So they won't have to be careful about what they're saying because they kind of understand it. I think it's actually going to get into the school system. I mean, that that for me would be the the natural progression because it's such a big part of kids' life that, that I, I, I reckon from day one, even, you know, when you're first starting school, it should be a part of the process. So, so you can sort of at least try and implement some etiquette without, you know... That's, that's a good point. I mean, if it's know, done from the ground up, then yeah. maybe that's how... Whereas if you give someone a piece of technology at a certain point that they're not really used to it, it's like it's like my son. They it, can make more faux pas than. It's like my son. He, you know, from he from before he could speak, he had an iPad, right? So he's it's touchscreen. So the, so now that he's like on a keyboard, he's like, I hate this. Yeah. Like, why can't I not just touch what I want? You know, it's like he walks up to the big telly in, in the living room. He's like, why is the screen not working? I've, <laughs> I've heard of kids doing that to, to magazines, like babies what? going yeah. to magazines and being like, why the fuck is it not working? Oh so, wow! Why can't that, I zoom in on this paper? That's <laughs> amazing. But the, the, see, that's the thing with magazines as well. Like you know, where's that going to head in the future? The technology. I mean, we live in extremely interesting times. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's going to take a bit of rebellion, and we're going to make a lot of mistakes before we suss all of this out. I don't yeah. think as a, so 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 I haven't I haven't gone online to to, to check all of these things yet. But I, I was at a birthday party at the weekend, and I have a really good friend from Holland who's an, who's an entrepreneur who was over, and he just he'd been listening to the Dutch news channels 
on the way over. And he told me, it's it's kind of, it's it's just, just follow me here. He, uh, he told me they've now developed a pill that stops the aging process. And the company that's developed it Look, we're going to have to do some research. You could cut this out Rob, if, it's not, if it's not true. <laughs> no, but no, like, he swears it's true, but not just that. Because what happens in when the cells regenerate is that is there's like a little band that holds it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So just just for a minute, you mean you mean completely like mentally, physically, physically. Everything. That's everything. it. Yeah. You like like you and they can also reverse it. I mean, that's that's the point. That we're, and, and what they've done with so with, cellular, with the drug, cellular reproduction would stop. Yes, but no, it would it would regenerate at the same level as you were when when everything was healthy in you. You know, they, they say so, they're going so to make it available to at the blueprint base point of DNA. It would be reproducing. Yes. So would it would it just stop the aging process, or it would it would it will basically make make your cells continue like it, they will won't deteriorate. Right. They will they will just keep regrowing properly. And I bet the side effect is impotency. So then all. <laughs> No, what no, what they've done so is live, they've, on, yeah, they've yeah. only used ingredients that are already um, uh, available in the shops. <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh, we can laugh it off, but like I'm really interested in it. I just I'm haven't too, had time time to look look into it. But you can you can cut this segment out. But like, if, my, if, my my point was that if that's the case, you know, because what's as humans, our biggest problem is the fact that our time is limited. Yeah, um, and also that com- that comes to progression, and 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 you know, we don't develop proper empathy before we're in our twenties, and that's, that's got to do with the frontal cortex, well. like the 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 frontal what's it called, the, the cortex. cortex. Yeah. yeah, because that's not fully developed until you're in your twenties. There's a do massive. You know I mean, like difference. I'm, I'm, I love my thirties. Is I was scared to get to it, but in a way, especially being you know being in our industry and yeah. being a musician, and definitely touring is becoming really hard, but. Mm. But yeah, I just most most comfortable in my skin in my thirties. Just be, and I think maybe maybe as a guy we develop a, a bit slower. But to, to an yeah. extent, I'd, I'd love to. I mean, if that pill was available, yeah. And oh yeah, and it's been oh, yeah. tested, give me that pill yeah. right now, and it's safe, and yeah. it doesn't cause impotency, yeah. hair loss, yeah. impotence. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not worried about hair loss. That's long gone. <laughs> Can it regrow hair? <laughs> well, they okay, got well, stuff for that. Ignoring the hair, you do. <laughs> <laughs> if, what uh, about hair, Rob? <laughs> If we if we could lock things in the way it is, like I'd be taking that shit tomorrow. Same, just bring it Same. on. Same. I mean, it's it's. I'd be free basically. I, I literally tomorrow. sat with my mouth open the whole time he was he was telling me about it. So I definitely got to do some research. But but my point in all of this is, as a society, and when, when we look at all the tech that we have, and especially with social media and stuff, like that whole thing needs to mature in itself. Yeah. And and I th- I think what we're seeing is the backlash and and the downfall of of of, of, of you know side effects that no one really knew was going to come out of it. I mean, yeah. the internet in itself is the biggest blessing and the biggest curse. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think, you know, could for you us... Ima- it's- yeah, could you imagine living without it, but then you think to yourself, it would be great if it didn't exist, but, you know, yeah. th- think about how... Uh, I mean, what- I remember driving around the UK with a map book. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, we didn't same. even have sat-nav. Wait, well, what, one more thing. Do you remember, Ma- do you, do you remember MapQuest? Printing the fucking directions oh, yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, so we could get to fucking I know. Newcastle or whatever. With me and Larry once drove to Exeter at night from another gig in the rain with a map book. I mean... That, You've done hard yards, man. Dude, that was, that was one that hard. I do not want to repeat. <laughs> you know, as, as soon as phones had the ability to like track where you are with Google Maps and shit, I was just mm. like... Fucking thank you. Yeah. I was lost 90% of every day. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I'd go somewhere, not know where I am, be like, how the fuck do I get back? Not know how to get back. End up some fucking... Once I once I tried driving... Uh, our, our little car, we, we, we cobbled together our, some some gig cash once and we bought a little this mint, mint condition Toyota, Toyota. Corolla. Yeah. And it ended Ooh. up being like, well, I drove in Australia. 
I can drive in London, no fucking problem. And I took this car out, ended up somewhere in Essex. No, I, was just like, I got a phone call. He's like, I'm on the M1. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, I don't know where I am, dude. These people are driving too fast. This is fucked. Oh my god, that was the last time I drove in the UK. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so obviously, tech has its massive advantages, and we all know this. But when it comes to how we interact as human beings, there's there's really no substitute for looking someone in the yeah. eye, is it? And well, I guess you one, can't one, have the good without the bad, really. One curveball no. I didn't anticipate was the whole nation-state thing, like the, the Russian fucking bot factory coming on and poisoning uh, the social West. media. <laughs> well, it's the single biggest influence we have in our lives today. Yeah. You know, like it is like your data, like personal data is like, that's the gold, that's the gold. Of, of this age. Yeah. And, and you know, when it can interfere in elections and how countries are run and it, and it can put people against each other, you know, without even firing a rocket or pointing a gun at someone. I mean, it's the ultimate tool for mind control. Well, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's what most people got to be aware of. Yeah, World War Three will happen online. Abso- yeah, well, isn't it kind of happening? Probably is. It's, it's the the cold. <laughs> yeah, the cold war. One, one interesting thing, you know, uh, how Google Chrome you can have like uh, you can. It's got like an app store within Google Chrome that you can sort of have mm. extensions for the browser and all this shit. Yeah, uh, there's very few sort of uh, Google Chrome applications that get removed or banned from the store. But one interesting one I heard about recently was one that simultaneously blocks. Ad, it was called Ad Nauseam, and it simultaneously blocked ads and clicked on all of them to basically poison Google's data about what you're interested in. Because if you're clicking on every ad, then it can't guess which ones... I saw you saying the other day you got served car ads after having a discussion with your missus about cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. I mean, mean, and I try sometimes to... Because, you know, you can switch... Obviously, you can switch off the microphone. It's not allowed to access. I swear, though, even when I've done that occasion, like my Instagram ads are peculiarly close to what I've talked about the day before. And, and, you know, I don't... Could could you have accidentally searched it on a different platform and then it's passed through? I mean, because I get, it, it could have. Maybe maybe I've searched on my computer, but well, that's not so my phone. For I mean, example, you know. if I buy something on Amazon, yeah. that date is getting passed, even though I haven't had Facebook in over 10 years, that mm. date is getting passed to Facebook as a company that's then putting those ads to the same things I bought on Instagram. Amazon on my Instagram, so I'm mm. getting served ads on Instagram based on my purchases from Amazon. It's it, it, all of this is really interesting because my mate um, in Bergen, he works for a company that uh, that builds those build interact those big interactive billboards. Right. That they they're now doing all the tech for personalised ads. So you're walking down the street, and if you've opted into whatever sharing information, like the, literally Starbucks the billboards discount, will yeah. start like displaying Just like in personal the, ads for you. In the Minority Report, remember that? Have you seen those yet? I haven't seen any of those. No, yet. I haven't. Seen one, but it, you know, it's it's both scary and fascinating at the same time. I don't yeah. really know how I feel about it. It's like, have you seen that Boston Robotics, the latest oh, yeah. one? Yeah, <laughs> I the, mean the, that's the, the donkey. That's scary, man. Yeah, that's the simultaneous feeling of like being amazed and yeah. we're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That thing, that weighs, thing, yeah, if that thing decides that it has new, a brain, then it's it. That's, that's a it. new human emotion that needs a name. Did you see that giant fucked? They, they uploaded a, they uploaded a video of like one of those big robots doing parkour. Or yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That fucking thing weighs 500 pounds. Insane, like insane. <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy. I mean, and that's what we get to see. Imagine what they really yeah. have. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's it's it's, it's the, pretty the, daunting. The classified Area Fifty One stuff is probably already like playing chess. See, that's and... half of my life is 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 reading about zero point uh, energy. And, they'll they'll and have ones that are already that. on Instagram, and you don't even know it. Well, yeah, I bet. <laughs> the demise of humanity is probably a good link to our next tune called "Bombs Away." This is Tom Star.
got to stop playing coffee roulette. <laughs> you, 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 still, you still got back in time. Yeah, kind of. I'm going to cable guy that kick drum when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Tom Star. He's a fucking Don ninja. Although he does claim to just use one kick drum, which... Uh, well, it's going to be two of us in a minute, Tom. I'm sorry about that. That's a hell of a kick drum. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's one of the segments have we got? Can we roll on a segment? Uh, why not? Let, let me see what we got. Tune review. Oh. Tune review! <laughs> that never won't make me laugh. <laughs> okay, so this is the segment where we get someone to review a tune each week, and I couldn't think of a good one. Okay. But uh, I thought this might be a good place to start. Bird, 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 the bird machine. Now you'll never guess who made that. No, no, I won't. But um, <laughs> I'm not that opposed to it. No, no, I actually quite. I think it's um, it's it's yeah, it works. Uh, I, th- I thought so too. Bringing, yeah. well, we, we played it. You know what's surprising though is uh, I basically had someone email me that track uh, a few years ago, and they were like, "Oh, here's a track," and I was like, "Well, it's got birds in it. That's a good start." Yeah, <laughs> bringing um, nature into EDM. Yeah, but I kind of thought nothing of it, and then he sent me another track. I was like, oh, "What, dude? Unless it's got birds in it, like, <laughs> don't email me again." That's that was DJ Snake. Wow. Yeah, I had uh, no idea. Well, that's yeah, that's much better than some of the other stuff I've heard. Yeah. Um, um, which, but yeah, I mean, as far as a review, I, I, yeah, it was all right, man. I, I, I was expecting it to drop to a low note. I did like the little chirps. It's it's all right, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Ch- chirps you up. Yeah, ch- chirp. It, yeah. I look at the waveform of those. I, I don't know what it, that is. Let me let me scroll back on that one. Obviously, no one can see this but us, but... Oh, it's 808s. Oh, that's his 808s. They, they look wonderful for everyone who's watching. They look more louder. Yeah. They look bulbous. <laughs> yeah. Bulbous bases. Bulbous bases. Tune review, I like that. Yeah, I, I would not expect that to be the yes, no. That's not really my, my, my scene and my preference, though. I mean, to be honest, like the music I listen to at home has, in large, got no, no grid. It's it's mainly ambient. That's that mm. when I when I play computer games or if I do you know office stuff or whatever, it's it's ambient music. Did you ever hear of an artist, an ambient artist called Biosphere? Of course, I know him, Gary Anson. Really? Yeah, he's, he's Norwegian he's from that. up north. He's amazing. That yeah, sounds like that sounds like mountains. That, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like he went into mountains. Oh, and... mate, but he is he's from Tromsø. You know, he's he's way up north. That, that, that that's his thing. Um, is that where we went and Rob and we? If we didn't leave the next day, we were going to get stuck there yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, for three months. Isn't that like the fur- furthest north? Uh, I think it's the city that's furthest north in the fucking world or something like that. Something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I wouldn't be able to give you much information about Norwegian, Norwegian, man. Norwegian geography. <laughs> no, but it's, it's funny that whole Norwegian you know, music scene like Rakesop and Ralph Myers and all of those, you know, we all grew up together. Really? It's literally like, you know, we all walked in the same cycles. Like, Do you know where I discovered them? Wow. On a Westinghouse refrigerator advert. Wow. Yeah, and it kept playing daily on mm. on whichever, on Sky. Did you, did uh, you other, other, other service providers are available. Mm. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and it just kept playing. I was like, what is this fucking thing? I've got to find it out. And then I found it just by... Um, Which one was it? Was it was it Apple or was it... Was it... Was it no, it was super ambient. Oh, okay. Yeah, on a fridge advert. Yeah, fr- strange. What, what, what rakes up? Or are you talking buyers fair? Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. A this is rakes up. Oh, rakes up. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't know. Yeah, it was but great. They've yeah. done some great tunes. Though, Being Norwegian, they? did you ever get involved with the uh, black metal at all? 
You can't not. You can't ignore it. <laughs> is I mean, it, is I, it in the school curriculum? The thing is, I was I was a kung fu teacher for a few years when I was several heavily involved in it, and I had um, I had a couple of proper metal drummers that that came and worked out so they could keep up with the double kick drums. Right. Uh, and also, you, are you familiar with B- Bussum? Yeah, person, yeah, yeah. yeah. the count, Varg, Varg, Vikanas, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going out with, uh, with a, with a, co- you know, a friend of mine called Annie, um, who's another sort of semi. Well, she was bigger before, Norwegian artist, and we were in the middle of it when when he put all those churches on fire. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting. It's but the thing is, you meet those guys, and they're the nicest guys in the world. But they Vikings typically are very nice. People. They do seem nice. <laughs> I mean, Varg in particular, because uh, he like when he, I think he. He killed someone, didn't he? And he ended up wearing. Yeah, he, yeah, he, ki- he, kind- he killed Oster and what, what was his name? Um, Mayhem? Yeah. yeah. And then took a photo and put it on an album cover or some shit like that. Oh my so God, I don't know yeah. about that. That sounds a bit wrong. But, but yeah, I'm sure he probably did it. I mean, he was in jail for a long time. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, when he. I mean, all those. Not that that's laughable, but. <laughs> no, of course. In this political record. All, all, yeah. all those black metal dudes do seem really nice, but Varg in particular, like, he recently got out of prison like, yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, this is a guy who's. Was involved with black metal, which I kind of like, and uh, <laughs> he's notorious for doing all this stuff. Let's have a look at what he's doing. He's got a YouTube channel now. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And so, I've got to check that out. So yeah, well, I, that's what I thought, and I and I checked it out. <laughs> and he's in the woods, and he's uh, got a whole bunch of videos, and he's basically doing the whole. Well, uh, I thought I'd tell you a bit about uh, Norwegian culture. See, uh, we are. Uh, I think mainly uh, there shouldn't be uh, people of different colors coming here. They are not suited to oh. the Norwegian oh. uh, weather. Wow. We need to have these p- people who are different colors. We need to add, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, you're getting a bit fucking oh, deep here. Oh, shit. And, uh, really? So he's on that. Yeah, he's deep supremacist. Okay. Okay. It's, uh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. Bit, yeah, I mean, I mean, he was a murderer, wasn't he? He was, he was a murderer. I mean, Norway has a relative, you know, the right wing sort of. Sorry, not to go too boring political, but the, like the Norwegian right wing side has pretty much been squashed out. There's not much left. Sweden, unfortunately, he's got got some bad things going really? down. But um, was that who, who was that? Was that in Norway that go massacred a bunch? Yes, uh, yes. The, Anders, uh, Anders Breivik, yeah, yeah, killed what Anders was this eighty something kids at a. Uh, on an island, a, a bunch a of kids. Uh, polit- political, yeah, yeah, that was didn't, horrific. That was didn't know it was kids. That's, yeah, it was uh, kids. It was mainly kids, like you know, youth. And it was kids. And, it was involved in a youth. Yeah, it was for the for the, for the working class. Well, Albaida Partia, which is directly translates to a working class party. Um, you know, which is 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 quite red. Mm. Uh, in itself, and but it was a horrific thing to do. But I mean, he what did he do? For, he bombed the embassy. Yeah, the same guy. Yeah, same guy. He bombed the embassy in in the capital. Is this the s- same day? Same day. Yeah, right. he bombed the capital, so all the resources went there, and and right. you know like to, to check that out. And then he travelled out to the island. Took over ninety minutes before the first police shows up, and he's on an island with no chance for these kids to escape with a machine gun. Fucking hell! And, and we, did, he, did we, he? We watched the whole thing on telly. It was absolutely terrifying. So he, he planted all that and planned yeah. to be on that island ahead of time and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Fucking hell. Yeah, he, and he also had a police uniform. He was he was pretending to be police. Um, yeah, it was it was real, real dark. I mean, you know, who would have thought that, you know, our generation or like one of the most notorious serial killers ever would be from Norway. Yeah. All, like yeah. the sleepiest little back, backwards, you know, neck of the it's woods. It's just a massive fishing village, isn't it? 
It was until we got oil, yeah. and then we, we, we got oil, and everything changed, and all of a sudden, we got wealth. Norway's actually never spent a penny of, of, of all the money that they've, from, well, from what I know, from, from all the oil, they just keep it there for, for a rainy day, I guess. Mm. And seeds, you've got seeds in Norway as well. Oh, we've got the seed banks up seed north, banks, that's yeah. right. We are, that's, that's like literally, that's... Either the underground thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that will, that will literally be there if there's an apocalypse or like a nuclear war. I wonder how many different strains tight. of marijuana they've got still. Because there's, so, <laughs> there's so many now. How do they keep up with the different seeds? Probably just one. Yeah, you <laughs> just, don't, one don't more. just one. I mean, it's Norway. That's probably the last country on earth that's going to legalise that. <laughs> you know. But they've got all the seeds. We've got all the seeds. A lot of the uh, Scandinavian countries are sort of weirdly conservative in a way, not not to the not in the sense of being right wing, but like weirdly conservative in that sort of. Aspect. I've noticed that just in, in, even just with, with the youth that we've come across in, in our shows and stuff like that. It's 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 really strange because you know it's relatively small countries. Like Norway has five and a half million or something. That's that the entire wow. population of the country. That is small. Um, and but but yeah, the social structure and and. To be Scandinavian is something different. I totally agree. Um, and that's also one of the reasons I got out because I don't, it's not for me, you know, like it's, there's a, there's a lot. Seeing, of, were you seeing social change that you just weren't really down with or, or was it just an existing? If, if, if more than anything, it's actually the Norwegian government and how the tax system is when you're trying to create something on your own. They make it like out of, there was probably 20 of us growing up and it was a really good group and we all sort of like went ahead with it in the 90s. Out of the 20, only two of us have not been bankrupt. Wow, uh, and that says something obviously about mismanagement of money. It, is it kind of is it kind of like cloak and dagger communism with it, with, in, with a different it, outfit? It's, on. it's like it's like they've sugarcoated it, but yeah, it is a bit communism, and 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 in a sense, and and they all want you know state and the people, everything should be equal and and, and whatnot, and you know with with, with Finland now, for Marxist, instance, yeah. which aren't Finland the first country that's going to start with equal universal pay? thing, universal, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a good idea, in yeah. a sense, I guess. I think, I think it's worth a shot. It's yeah. worth the experiment. Why not? Absolutely. And, and, and if you look at tech anyway, like within about 20 years, 80% of jobs are going to be done. Yeah. So like something has to change. Yeah. And also Finland at the moment has the, high, the best rated school system in the world. No homework, five-hour days. Wow. Oh, bring me that. I, mean, I don't know why I care. I'm not what's in the, um, yeah. I mean, the Norwegian tax rate is something like, is it 70% or? No, 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 no. It's not that, it's not that bad. It all, it all depends on how much debt you have right. and how much assets you have and how much you're making. You know, there's something called um, top tier tax. So if right, you yeah. earn more than, I think it's like 50 grand a year, you're, you're probably looking at about between 48 to like 55%, depending. I mean, not, not a far stretch from here in the UK. That's not that's no. not nowhere near as high as I thought it was. No, it, it's not. It's not. That, I think actually Holland's worse. Right. I, th I think Holland's Holland's. It doesn't matter how much you make. I think they take fifty one percent. But then again, you know they do provide. I'm I'm not opposed to tax at all. But um, it does hurt though. <laughs> it hurts. It, it, it really hurts. does. It, it really does. Do you know? Uh, apparently, Ed Sheeran last year paid more tax than uh, I think Starbucks and Amazon. Oh really? Yeah, more of course tax. he did. He's a musician. Well, then, we all pay fucking more tax and stuff. I mean, that's 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 kind of fucked, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, d d someone's clearly benefiting from this, and it's Ed Sheeran. Well, I'm sure he's got enough money to, to not <laughs> think twice about it, but still, that sounds horrible. Yeah, that does. Uh, I don't we, know. Um, we had some. We met this person once that was a and an, to give advice on the tax system and stuff like that, and this person. 
who I won't name because I can't actually remember their name anyway, um, <clears throat> mentioned that there were so few people actually paying tax in the very, very, very top tax brackets that you could see it on the country's balance sheet every time someone ducked out wow. under, a, under a tax saving scheme or something like that. You could literally see it on Britain's balance sheets. I mean, I should know I got done for tax fraud. Oh, really? Yep. That's what ruined my label, <laughs> in a sense. Fucking um, hell. Did not know that. That's I, a, that's yeah, a good yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was hor- horrific. I mean, yeah, go on. Just, R- just, just run the DJ confession. Okay, we'll, we'll retroactively. Yeah. That's the wrong one. That's fucking EDM conspiracy. Oh, oh. that's not an EDM conspiracy. Oh. It's, uh, it's not an EDM guys conspiracy. Guys, play a fail sound. Okay, oh, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, 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 nice. All right. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so, so, so what happened was um, due to what, what, what they actually did was they got in touch with, it was back in the MySpace days. Right. And that's the first time the internet did me properly. Um, <laughs> the first. It, well, yeah. it's been numerous times since yeah. then. Um, but what they did was obviously I didn't really know the ins and out of, of the financial bit of things. And I had my label registered in another country at the time, right. uh, which was set up not by me, but by someone else. Obviously, I should have double-checked everything. Um, but what they did was they contacted every venue that I'd played for and asked oh, for paperwork. I do, I do recall this this story, actually, yeah. yeah. And, and and then... So this is HMIC, they, they contacted every... Yeah, the Norwegian, yeah, the okay. Norwegian tax authorities. So you're still in Norwegian, uh, yeah, Norway so, when this So, so listen, I'm like, oh my God, they sent me a bill for, what was it, 397 grand? And and I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm struggling to pay my mortgage. You know, yeah. what, what's 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 going on here? Yeah. Um, and yeah, ended up in a, in a massive massive clinch with them. Which so, so how did you how did you rectify it? Was it just years? Well, of- I could I couldn't. It was it was years of of, of, of rectifying it. But mm. but what the horrible bit in all of it was they they took s- subtitles assets. Uh, my label's assets, and that was a period in my life when the label was doing really, really, really well. Yeah. Uh, so what, what happens in that sort of? Uh, what do you mean by assets? Like they literally they t- come into took the all the money, and... all the money that was in the account because as, the right. account as was a, in, as in a my director. Name. So you were technically a director of the company. Yeah. Though. yeah Could yeah. they not go after your assets? Well, they did too. Really? Uh, which is why that's uh, fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why I had to actually sell my my apartment sure. and, and, and you know like stuff like that. So that was horrific. Um, but yeah, what happened was. Obviously, a lot of artists didn't get paid, um, and and I swore to myself I was never going to be that guy. Yeah. Um, so I have tried in, in the years after to sort of compensate from my own pocket to to the to the to the people who was owned the most in a sense. Uh, but it's hard, man, especially with a label like that when so many things are going oh, on. Yeah. Especially if someone registers something mm. and you don't really mm. know what's happening. I mean, fuck. We sort of, I mean, even now we have to sort of trust our accountants to fucking get Absolutely. it right. Absolutely. I mean, that, 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 and also that's part of the reason I moved to the UK was to just to get a completely fresh start. But it turned out after I got here, I was still eligible to tax to Norway for five years. Shit. So oh, this the, is the first the, year I'm out. Well, do you know it. what that is? That's the European Union treaties. Yeah, but we're not in the European Union. No, yeah, Norway's not. not. Right. But they're in the European Economic have, Union. So I yeah, guess, I guess yeah. that's sort of, yeah, I guess that's why. Because, you know, the Leave campaign used Norway as an example over yeah. here in the UK. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, just, just, just sort of to round up that segment, I mean, the reason for me, me coming to the UK as well was because my relationship with the Norwegian tax authorities had deteriorated to the point where... <laughs> you guys weren't calling each other? No, we were not called. It was not a first name basis. It, not not names that I want to say out loud anyway. Um, so so it was, it, it's nice. It, 
in that sense, it's nice to do things properly. Obviously, I don't even go near anything financial anymore because I'm not cut out for it. Yeah. Um, that's why you pay someone to do it. Mm. So, um, I mean, our, our manager always said like, oh, mate, well, if you're, if you're paying a lot of tax, that just means you've done well. Think of it that way. I'm like, Pfft. yeah. And uh, right. what, what did he say? What did he say to me once? <laughs> Only a real man pays tax. I'm like, Thanks, Joe. <laughs> wow. In, in that case, I'm, I'm, I'm a hell of a man. <laughs> 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 All right. They are words to live by. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to play another tune by Galax uh, and TV. This one's uh, Intravenous. That's our latest singles, actually. All right, here we Cheers. go. It's been one step forward, two steps back. I'm a paranoid insomniac and I'm fading, hesitating. Cause we're all six degrees of separation A rearranged configuration that feeds us Intravenous So tell me What's the point in having a mind If I can't go change it all at times The decision Double vision Cause sometimes truth is stranger than fiction Music is the only addiction that feeds us Bass lines intravenous Intravenous Forward, two steps back I'm a paranoid insomniac And I'm fading Hesitating Cause we're all Six degrees of separation A rearranged configuration That feeds us Intravenous So tell me What's the point in having a mind If I can't go change it all At times the decision Double vision Cause sometimes truth is stranger than fiction But music is the only addiction that feeds us Baselines intravenous Intravenous 
Coffee roulette. How's that? That was. You still made it. Bang on. I don't bang even have on. headphones on yet. So that was great. That's that's a, that's a new one. Yeah, that's the that's our latest single, Intravenous. It was out a couple of With months ago. Larry sounding With sil- Larry silky sounding ever. silky and sultry. What mic does he use? No, no question here. Um, I think he's on. Um, what's the one that Michael Jackson swore by? Uh, just it's actually. Sony, the, uh, is it the SM7 of all things? These. Is this one? Oh yeah, that's it. He uses an SM7. Believe it or not, but I mean, I think he's he's going to try a few um, a few new ones because he's not getting the results he wants with it. It is quite a good mic for those sort of uh, gravelly frequencies, mm. though. Mm. Like mm. a lot of a lot of. I literally got a scoop out, you know, ten dB of low end though from his really? voice. It's just <laughs> so deep. Yeah, absolutely. A lot, a lot of uh, like death metal guys and and just metal guys in general swear by them. As yeah, well. I've, I've yet to understand the lyrics in any of those tracks, by the way. <laughs> well, in, in, in those ones? No, I'm talking about death metal. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> thought you were talking about Larry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That'd be the one, innit? Yeah. Right, segment? Yeah, one thing we did, uh, one thing we did last week is, is this segment, and this is a brand new one. It's time to complain about trap and shit. Time to be confused by the word lips. The future is scary and the kids are whack. It's the first millennial challenge. That's amazing. <laughs> well, the millennial fact for this week is that apparently we are fucking millennials. The cutoff date is 1981. I'm, I'm still reeling from that, that news. I'm shocked. Well, I, what, well, I'm 76. What does that make me? Not a millennial. Gen- oh, I think generation. Gutting. I think generation X. Yeah, you're Is generation it? X. Gen X. Wow. Oh well. The Cure and all that. Really? Well, New Wave. Yeah. Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all, that's all a bit of you. I mean, what what I'm most grateful for actually. Being born when I am is my parents and the music that they listened to growing up. What, came what did they listen to? My dad was massive Led Zeppelin, Eagles, Same, yeah. Creedence, Same, yeah. um, Earth, Wind and Fire. Um, you know, and, and at the time I didn't think much of it, but I've revisited a lot of that music that yeah. I, I kind of grew up with and in the car with my mum chain smoking with the windows closed <laughs> um, because, you know, the breeze ruined her neck. Anyway, like all of those tunes were, were just... I got sick of them, but now when I pick them back and start picking them apart, it's like wow. Yeah, there was some good, especially Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. I'm obsessed yeah. with them. Right? Yeah, they were great. Yeah, Love amazing. Yeah, my yeah. dad. My dad grew up listening to just like the Shadows and Trini Lopez. That was about it. Yeah, the Shadows as well. My dad was a huge fan of the Shadows. My all of on my dad's side, all of his brothers they they're still kind of musicians. Um, my dad's oldest brother still plays out at weddings and oh, yeah. and whatnot. And he had a, oh man, we should have played that. What's that? Uh, well, when we play the next track, I'm going to see if we can actually find it. Well, I've, I've got I've got the search thing right here. What is I, it? I, I bet you it's not. But what were they called? Um, oh man, what was his name? I can't remember it. Uh, I got to look on. I got I got to send a text message to my uncle. Just to see if he can let me know what his name of his band was growing up. Should That'd be great. Should I play his wedding music while we wait? Yeah, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the clock's on. Oh, oh dear. Oh, By the well. way, this, this band that's in the background, they're called Wolfpack, and they are the same band. I don't, I don't know if you ever heard the story of uh, that band uh, that had released an album of silence on Spotify. 
No. Uh, the whole album was silence, and they basically told their fans to constantly stream the album so that they would just rack up Spotify royalties. Uh, and they, they earned like 20 grand from it. Wow, from silence. From silence, uh, which, because they just told genius. their fans, like, That's just leave this, leave this looping while, yeah. while you're asleep. Just leave it streaming. Do us a favor. We'll earn enough money to go on tour. And wow. they're, they're actually pretty good. Wow. And it's good waiting music as well. Oh, it's, like, it's like in the, when the TV has technical difficulties and it cuts yeah. to a... Makes me want to put on a pair of flare pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wore in the 90s, by the way. Or, or it's like a Miami elevator. Yeah. A Miami hotel elevator. I got stuck in an elevator in Miami once. That was not pleasant. Was it during WMC? It wasn't. It was five it. hours on the hottest day what? of the whole week. And there was about you 20... you got stories, man. I'm so glad we got you on. There's <laughs> about 20 of us on in, in there. Yeah, that was that was unpleasant. That was this. That was the day. Yeah, the night. I don't think we can talk about the night on on air. Actually, but <laughs> let's just say I rescued fears from a light pole. Dude, everyone's <laughs> old stories about WMC seem to involve fears, fears yeah. in some form. Oh mate, I, yeah, him and DJ Lee. They how were, they how were was classics. he in so many places at once? Because everyone's got a story of so Everyone. many fears. Have, from have some... you been around him? His energy is insane. It's literally <laughs> it like he can clone himself. Imagine that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, yeah. Enough of that. On drum and bass, I don't know. I've been, I've been listening to more drum and bass recently. Right, okay. Um, which I haven't done in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there seem it seems now just talking about the scene in general yeah. that people are getting I, I don't know whether people it's are getting freshening bored up. yeah they the people are sort of looking for new ideas they're almost like sick of the stuff that's been yep. constantly happening and they're thinking of new original ideas which is very cool to see absolutely i think i think you know the revenue's gone down from music sales this is no, this is no secret for anyone but i think for the people who stayed around who like with a real passion for it and also you know we all develop our skills you know hopefully and I think a lot of people have come full circle it's like you know what I'm not going to try and fit in I'm going to be me and and there's so many little clicks around where they're doing just incredible things like all the Bristol guys they got such a healthy thing going up there at the moment I was just up and did a it feels like it always has been Bristol's always sort of had its own little that's true that's true but like and also the whole jungle thing is happening again, which for, which which for me is amazing because I entered as it was moving into something else. Yeah. But now we get to do it again, kind of. But 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 with good mix downs. Yeah. Do, do you think? Do you think that? <laughs> do you think that like in a in an almost Darwinistic kind of way that that the only people that survive these transitions are the ones that reinvent themselves and Absolutely. evolve. Absolutely. I mean, to stay to to. To have a career, you've got to be able to adapt a sense. You know, it, it, music is not just being creative, it's psychology. Because ultimately, that's what we're doing. We're, we are creating emotions in people and, 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 you know, getting them to interact in a way that they hopefully find favorable. Um, so, so you've got to be smart about it. And, and me and Larry, we talk a lot about this. Obviously, there's a line that you shouldn't really cross when it comes to your integrity, but 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 what is your you integrity? Wanna, you That's going to change over time yeah. too. Yeah. Like what your challenges are going to change. You know, first you want to put a record out, then you want your record played by some big DJ. So that's that's goal number one. I mean, yeah. for me, I've always set myself goals that I think are impossible to achieve. So so that you have something to reach reach for. And but but yeah, I totally think that you got to keep up, especially with production techniques and and, and you you got to evolve. And and also, why would you? 
you want to do the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's your whole life. That's that's, not being artistic. That's a big part of it. I mean, we always, uh, I don't know, we've changed styles a lot throughout Mm. the years. I don't know, we started doing drum and bass and then we got bored, we Mm. put guitars in it and got bored of that, started doing like house and stuff. And I think a lot of people saw that and were like, oh, they're just doing what's popular. (laughs) And it's like, to to an extent, all we want to do is really have fun. And I think that's like an important thing to fucking... Oh, mate. You've got to have fun with it. The day is not fun then, you know, you might as well quit. Exactly. Well, um, whether it's focusing on production or just doing different styles, I think it's fucking... Uh... I think I t- touched on this with, with Gaz just just a little bit. It's, it's like, also, I had an incident at the weekend. We were in a car going to a club show and, you know, people are moaning about, oh, I'm not really in this anymore. And I was sitting there for myself for a while reflecting and I just sort of bursted out, you know what? The only thing I want to do every single day I get up, regardless of my mood and how I feel, is actually get in the studio. Yeah. Mm. I just want to get in there and just, that's where I find myself. That's It's like my... It sounds so dumb. In, in, it's my sanctuary, man. It's it's the only place. What's what's the place where Superman goes? It's made of ice. That's your <clears throat> oh God. fortress of solitude. Fort- yeah, <laughs> in a sense, it, it's where I sort of gather myself. And because you know, I, I am ADHD, and, and all kinds of things are wrong with me inside my head. But when I get in there and I get to sit down, it just all comes together. And, yeah. and I, I I I am really lucky and i am happy that but you're not saying that we haven't worked hard but yeah but but it is pretty incredible to feel that your job is actually not a job i think that is one of the most important things there i mean there yeah. was a while there was a while back that i had a sort of moment where i was like i don't know i'm not really enjoying this anymore the whole process like mm. it, it yeah when it starts to feel like a job yeah and you sort of forget why you're doing it, you're like why the fuck am i putting myself through this and i had this thing where i <laughs> i don't know if i want to say this on now but uh, our VJ, uh, John, who unfortunately passed away, he, he gave me some yes. acid when he first met me. And I haven't taken that shit in a while. But he basically left, left it with me. One, right. night, one night I was at That's home. That's something we could talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All we go. See, one night I was at home and I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like it's just sitting there. And it's, mm. just, it's calling my name. Fuck yeah. this shit. So I ended up taking it. Right. And throughout the journey of that night, which I won't go into because I lost the plot, of course, <laughs> uh, I was basically just listening, listening to some stuff that we'd written. And I was like, you know what? I just fucking love making music. I love, yeah, and wicked. for some reason that blew my fucking mind because of how much it did start to feel like a job and, and I was like you know what I just love making music that's why I do it I mean I, I was straight edge I mean I literally wore X's on my wrists no shit. I, I, I got spiked uh, on really? the very arementioned school trip to Hastings by the locals and I had the so most spiked with acid oh wow. shit. so I'm sitting in McDonald's <laughs> and it's it's getting late and this guy on the opposite side of the table has a green sweater on now that green sweater crept off him <laughs> and I was like I'm actually going insane and and the, the, the people I was with could see me sort of you know, like react and they start Coming laughing. Yeah. I actually can't, told, I can't think of a worse place to come up on acid than McDonald's. That's uh, I, I know. Holy shit. But I had the most amazing night of my life. <laughs> uh, and uh, up until that time, my musical preference was more like early Excel recordings. You know, I came in through the raves and it was the happy stuff. Yeah. yeah. I got back to my, um, to, to the to the house I was living in because, you know, it's like au pair sort of system when you're at lang- language school. You live with a family and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And I put my, my Walkman on uh, and I put in a Randall tape and it was just like, it was dark. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, you know, and, and and it's like literally the next day I said, to, I, I remember this, I looked in the mirror, I was like, I've been asleep my whole life. That was my first thing. Amazing. So I ended up doing my first album on Acid Calm Downs, every track. You know, you know what I think Damn. is amazing about that drug is that whatever you pick up while you're on it, 
lasts. And oh, there's, yeah. there's not a lot of things that actually do that. Like, like you can get drunk and then it wears off and you forget it. Or you can smoke weed and it wears off and then you forget. But acid, like the things you learn while you're on it, tends to tend to stick around. I guess yeah. it's not affecting the parts of the brain that do that. It's it, all that information is still being printed to to, to tape. Yeah, so but, to but also like one of the things that it learned, like, like that I got. You know, one of the things that stuck with me from those experiences is actually you can play a lot of notes, but if you don't occasionally have a space, you're actually doing yourself a disfavor. Yeah. You know, like I'm a big fan of, of, of space because that, that emphasizes the notes more, in my opinion. I can't deal with a, with a narrow tune with a constant F. Well, that just, that grinds think, my gears hard. <laughs> grind, grind your gears section. We, we should have a segment for that, but we don't. Because <laughs> what, what, what was that thing that I think a drum teacher or something told you once that you told me? There's like it, the best drummers, it's not about what they're playing, it's about what they're not playing. Yeah. Who was that? I think that was Lisa Simpson. Was it Lisa Simpson? Wow. Right? Amazing. <laughs> Mate, if that's Lisa Simpson, that's that's pretty pretty clever. I don't it? have a sound that's applicable. <laughs> I mean I mean yeah, that's that's amazing. No, I, I, got, I think the best musicians as well are the ones that you don't think about. Yeah. In, in a sense. The ones yeah, that just complement everything. It's so effortless that it's just a part of it and you sort of it just sits there completely right and you just move along with it. That reminds me of um last night where we, uh, Rob and I went to the Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon mm. and just these people are actors that are on stage and I was just sort of blowing my mind that like their ability to sing is just not even part of, of their skill set. That They're all incredible singers. But like, you know, whereas in our industry, that's for, for the people that are singers, that's like their main thing. Whereas these, yeah. these guys, that's like a given that they can sing incredibly. On top of that, they're having to, you know, remember lines, act, remember space, remember where they are standing. Mm. Man, it was fucking... It was incredible. Yeah, I gotta I got go check that out, man. It's, it sounds awesome. Not generally a fan of musicals, but holy shit, it was uh, really well done. Oh, mate, well... Go, go, go book your tickets. Yeah. I'm going to play some drum and bass, uh, which we've... This is turning into a like drum and bass podcast. <laughs> podcast. So we're going to have, have uh, Varg on next. Maybe not. Um, all right. This is Mindscape and Copper. Shut down.
Wow, that's angry. Yeah, that's mindscaping copper. That's Shut heavy. Down. I love that. Heavy. I love that style. No, never get sick of constant 16s. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the old uh, conflict sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, conflict. Wow. Did you we, ever meet those fellas? Yeah, I was. We were really close. Me and Kamal. I was. I was with him. You know, some incidents went down once at oh, Music when, House. I was there for that. The uh, the incident. The incident. The, the, yeah. That stole drum and bass's innocence. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was. I was there for that. It was an interesting day. Not that we need to repeat. What no, it's been. definitely not. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I used to love conflict. Like, yeah, absolutely. Same. They yeah. came with something really unique. I, I don't time. think I've I don't think I've analysed one single artist as much as I've analysed that guy's wow. tracks okay. back in the day. I just fucking listened to them all day, tore tore them apart, looked at them in a spectrogram, reversed them, fucking played them at different speeds. I was just like obsessed with it. Wow, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 around, but he does folk music. No way. Yeah, that's why because he converted. He's a he's a Muslim, so so religion became a big part of his life. So he didn't want. He was in France, I think. Was he? Did he move to France? I don't know. I don't know where he is. Um, we lost touch shortly after he he decided this wasn't for him. But yeah, big loss for our scene. He, they were amazing. I talked to him towards sort of the end of uh, his whole stint with because uh, when he stopped doing the conflict, uh, when they changed to Kamal and Rob Data, and then he was just doing stuff by himself. Oh, it was him and Dresden yeah. Codex. And I think he hit me up on AIM and uh, it was telling me all these, uh, I don't know what you call them, uh, telling me everything in like these weird uh, coded stories. And mm. like the last time I heard from him, he was like, you know, sometimes it's not about the music, it's about the medium, and you've got to be careful about what you say. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. And yeah, he, I, I think I think he he went out and lived. Larry was really good friends with him as well. Actually, that's he introduced me to him. But yeah, I got along great with those guys, and we yeah, we miss him to this day. I guess I still I still sometimes listen to that shit. And I'm like, I don't know how he did that stuff back then. Because no, no, that's no. right. I, I know you how? know those those little so sort of ch- quick choppy drums that they used to have with like the short short sort of but, like but tails. even just the tonality of, of yeah. how things are distorted and cleaned at the same time. I know, mate. They they were they were special. I know he had some tricks actually in um, recycle. No way. That that yeah that that me and Larry applied to variously shitty um, results, uh, but we swore by it for ages. But yeah, he, he he they were they were special. They were special. A lot of those tricks, like I know how you do them now. Yeah, I could I could do them easily with a whole bunch of fucking plugins. Yeah, but they weren't available. It was it was different then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what the f- yeah. yeah. I didn't even have an EQ uh, <laughs> after I did until I did my third album. Holy shit! I know. <laughs> I, I didn't know what plugins were till I, till like 2002. I was just making sure with like if the sound was good, I'd use it. If not, then I, fuck yeah, that. I was forced the same way. My computer broke. I was on a tracker program just called Fast Tracker. Dude, that's what I that's used. Yeah, that's yeah. so I just MIDI triggered. That was my first two records, and I had. A, oh, so you were, you, were, you were triggering external to Fast yeah, Tracker. Yeah, ex- external. It's external MIDI trigger using Fast Tracker as an external trigger. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, and um, I had an ESI32 EMU sampler, which didn't have a waveform display. So when I chopped my beats, I chopped them without actually seeing them so but you, just, I found, you just heard where it was and tried to line it up yeah but what I did was you know when you connect your sampler to it and you just trigger a sample I, I connected it via MIDI so when I triggered the lowest key on my keyboard it slowed it right down Right. so I could actually that's how I managed to grab the transients you know to get things somewhat in line Right. but it, it was can you imagine it was tedious yeah. I, I remember one of my tracks I had I, I chopped up, it was over 100 something drum hits, and it took me just to get, catch up the drum hits, it took me like four days. It was insane. Yeah. I was just sitting there, you know, just going out of my mind. So the kids today just don't know how good they have it. I've, I've been downloading like a lot of old sample CDs just to get, just to, because a lot of them have like, if you, 
scroll through them, you'll hear like sounds that all these fucking people used. Yeah. And like a lot of them just had one CD. Yeah, I know. So then like all of the sounds around, from yeah. all of the sounds from a certain tune are on them. So you're like, oh, this one, that one. But what I didn't realize, because I, I don't know, I was born too late for that whole sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, is that a lot of the times they were just on like CD audio. So yeah. these people are having to pour through fucking like three uh, minute like tracks hundred, of yeah. hits and shit. Absolutely. And even just cutting them up now in a program where I can automate that, which with a batch process is fucking laborious. Let alone yeah. actually doing it. It's like I know I did find it slightly therapeutic and and i gotta say as well on the days when the inspiration wasn't really there just chopping up a sample always yes. House, something always came day. out of yeah. it yeah and 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 funnily enough you know like i i had boxes of all my old i never threw anything away and i recently found a, a working jazz drive so i'm in the process of just waving through years and years of stuff i haven't put my ears to in so long and it's it's fascinating like i get all these ideas from old sounds that i want to reuse now yeah it's a beautiful thing i don't know i can't uh i can't better open old tracks i fucking uh i've tried but there's i always notice stuff that's wrong you know like this should have had a thing that should have had a uh, but that's you know that's I, I know mate I'm the same I just because I just got the rights back to my first two solo albums so I've, I've been I've been taking them all for streaming services and whatnot and just doing doing remasters of them and there's so many things out of phase <laughs> there is this is just the worst man just things are sloppy and then the MIDI triggering wasn't right all of a sudden a string goes like you know just like dropping out <laughs> yeah. a tone or bending the wrong way but. I guess it's part of the charm, but I secretly hate it. That's the worst when you reopen something old and and the plugins expired and it's defaulted the patch to just the the very first patch on that. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely opened up things and it's just and every single uh, Pro Fifty Three patch has just gone back to just one noise, so, all all at the same tone. So it's you know absolutely it, it, it is a nightmare. I mean, it took me years to realise that I could actually record my stuff down the stems. I didn't even think about it until like 2006. So, so you know, like now, I every time I finish a tune, I actually I record all the stems. That's it, and I just lock them away on three different hard drives. Yeah, you couldn't do that in Cubase till like 2008. Someone was like, "Can I have the stems?" I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Well, this is gonna t- have we got four days because that's what time is gonna take but, me to fucking solo all the tracks. But didn't Cubase come with bouncing plays like last year? Yeah. Yeah, you Something know, like like, as a logic user, we've had that for years. I oh, mean, right, I couldn't right. live without that. I <laughs> yeah. couldn't. There's a whole bunch of surprising things that that yeah. we got surprisingly late. Like freeze came fucking late really. As well. Logic yeah. had that for years. Yeah, that's that's also yeah. But but you know, let's not talk about DAWs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Um, should we play a tune? All right. Seems good. Uh, so this is Metal Minute. <laughs> Metal Minute. I can't actually pronounce the name of this track, but it is by Otto Bocke Bieber. Have a listen to this.
ダストボックスジェラシーインマイダストボックスいやいやいやいやいやいやゆとめんジェラシーインはダストボックスジェラシーインはダストボックスジェラシーインはダストボックスいやいやいやいやいやはい。